Welcome to Nerd It All Before. The podcast where we dive deep into the subjects that make us all geek out. A bunch of goddamn nerds. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual enthusiast, Nerd It All Before is your destination for deep dives and lighthearted discussions that celebrate all things nerdy. So grab your headphones, get comfortable, and join us every month as we embark on a journey through the realms of imagination, intellect, and sheer excitement. You don't want to be a nerd. I'm not raising a nerd, bro. If it's a nerd, I'm going to bash his head in. Nerds get nowhere in life. This is Nerd It All Before. Prepare to unleash your inner nerd and explore the passions that connect us all. Let's dive in. Shock it, nerds! <laughs> Welcome to the third episode of Nerd It All Before. I'm Rick, and Drew and Jason are both sitting there staring at me on their computers. Hi. So enthusiastic. <laughs> um, so, Jason, this is Jason's episode, and uh, I'll let him take over. You, you, you run with it, Mr. Man. So, so uh, today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is uh, graphic novels, uh, which is the fancy pants way of saying comic books. Um, it, it's a topic that's near and dear to my heart. It's uh, how I learned to read when I was a little kid, and uh, my dad was an avid comic book reader and made me one as well. So I've been reading for years, and um, instead of just talking about the normal, um, what you may already know, we're not going to talk about Marvel a whole bunch or DC, uh, but we're going to talk about some of the stuff that you may not know, some of the stuff that might be interesting for you to go out and purchase, to read, to support, and overall, just have a really good time with. So, um, should be a good time. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, I don't know how much I'll add to the conversation. I love comic books, but I tend to stick to the mainstream comics. I was always a Wolverine, Daredevil, you know, Marvel kind of guy with a couple of DC books here and there. Um, I read the Spawn series back in the day. I don't know, you know, obviously that's mainstream. So, at least... It, Back back when I started reading it, it was not mainstream. It was before the movie came out, so it was a little different. But nowadays, that's totally mainstream. What's uh, what's the name of that real big fish song? Trendy. That's yes, that is <laughs> that is my comic book life is trendy. <laughs> well, I, to be clear, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, the by far the character that I have the most books of is uh, is Batman. Um, so I don't know that I could be more trendy than Batman. I, I mean, there, there hasn't been a star that hasn't either been attached to a Batman movie or literally starred in, um, mm -hmm. hell we've even had bat nipples. So r realistically, I, I, I get it. There's, there's a lot of uh, good there, but I, I think a lot of people dismiss comic books and graphic novels pretty quickly. Uh, they, they look at them as something that are just for kids or they, they are thrown by the pictures or something like that. And they don't realize the the depth of the storytelling and the fact that you've got a medium that's both graphic and uh, um, uh, not verbal, um, but is written. Yeah. And it's it, it's it tells really in-depth stories. Um, we'll talk about one today where there's a, a person who's literally writing stories that are modern day literature and some of the references in some of these books 
you need to have a deep understanding of mythology or psychology or whatever, the, even science in some cases, just to understand where they're coming from. I was watching some video the other day on YouTube and uh, the guy was there was actually it was talking about the gentleman who actually invented graphic novels as we know them today. Um, it was so basically if you go back before 1960, I think it was like 1963, 1964, everything was the exact same square. All like it was never mm. there was no difference in layout. There was no action being portrayed in it. It was almost all like every um, every cell needed a uh, needed some kind of words like they something had to be said in everything in every single cell. Um, and he was the first one to actually show like an action scene split over three or four different cells. Um, and apparently the book completely failed. Well, it completely the his first book completely failed because the comic book industry made it fail um, because that wasn't the way comics were done. Um, and now you go back and that's the way every comic is done. So it's the you're the first person through the door, right? You you watch Star Wars and the first stormtrooper always gets shot. So uh, there you go. It's that first guy through the door, but it's true. I mean, if you look at comics as an art form. They've just developed over the years to the point where we even have characters like Deadpool recognizing that they're in a comic book and, and being written where that fourth wall is completely destroyed. And if you've ever read one of those those comics, um, it's hysterical because sometimes he'll grab a, a thought bubble and toss it at somebody and kill an enemy just with that. Uh, it, it, that art is just crazy. Yes. It's cool stuff. I was, It was just one of those random youtube videos i was like huh i'll go ahead and watch this and it was about forgotten artists and stuff like that it's something we tend to stumble across in our house so that's awesome um the so the 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 topics the way i wanted to start today was um just throw out you know best comics you don't know about we you know maybe the audience doesn't know maybe they're just loosely familiar with what's going on and uh we'll, we'll start with the uh, silent sentinel on today's cast so far uh drew uh, yeah, yeah, buddy. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see Drew's video. We we need to. We we, we should go to vid. We should start streaming these again. But uh, <laughs> that that reaction was pretty wonderful. I did not expect to hear my name called at that. <laughs> um, I feel yeah. I feel like uh like I'm in class, half asleep, and uh, the teacher just fucking called me out. I, I watched you glaze over, and I, I had that thought, and I was like, oh, I got to do it. <laughs> um, so clearly everyone knows which comic I'm going to throw out there, which is uh, Femme Force by AC Comics. Um, it is about a group of female superheroes uh, that are thrown together to fight the forces of evil. Uh, they came out around 1983 published by ac comics um little known company started by bill black and uh they have just actually reached their 200th issue of fem force and it's a very low like you you cannot go in every single comic book store and buy this comic mostly you have to order it or just some off the wall comic book stores have it but uh, if you do get a chance to check it out check it out Uh, where do I know the name Bill Black from? Uh, you would know him because I plug him every fucking time we have an episode. <laughs> would that be uh, the movie that you may have yes, written yes, and produced? Yes, okay. Yes. Yeah, I, um, and folks, in case you're wondering, um, 
you can support the show uh, and and us specifically, um, really, Drew, um, to get his voice back. You could go on Amazon, and maybe it's on sale for Prime Day. I really don't know. But even if you're listening to this after Prime Day, go ahead and purchase that that episode. Purchase that movie. It's $3 of your hard-earned money going into the pocket of Drew and not some corporate shill. Or if you're a cheap fuck, just go on Tubi, where it now lives as well. You are a terrible salesperson. I get paid either way. Go on Tubi and go ahead and watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what makes that one so special for you? I mean, you got to the point where you actually have a movie about it on Tubi and Amazon. Uh, Just don't forget that, folks. (laughs) Um, I just it's more so um, more so knowing Bill can can, uh, you know, how he dreamed up these characters, basically to give you a little background on. Some of the characters he came up with himself, but a, a lot of what he did was he took characters that were in the public domain and brought them back and put them into his comic books. So some of the members of Femme Force are based on, like, uh, She-Cat uh, is based on Black Cat um, from public domain. She's just involved to that over the years. Uh, there was a character called the Blue Bulleteer that evolved to Night Vale, and um, I think uh, Miss Victory was in the public domain as well. And then a couple of the characters like Sin, uh, he created himself. That's awesome. They, they, I, I love to hear that. Um, have y'all ever heard of a, uh, a podcast called... Um, oh, shoot. I'm going to bail on it. I, I can't remember the name of it. Is. I'll tell you later. Um, there's I've a podcast. That. Thank you. No, it's one of my <laughs> favorites. Um, they actually go on and they, they take a character that's in the public domain called Microface. And they create a whole storyline with it. They actually created a musical and all kinds of tchotchkes and stuff and got it out to the whole group. It was That's kind of neat. I, I love being able to see an artist reclaim that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky, what you got going on? Um, <clears throat> mine's kind of a... It's a well-known character, but I'm not sure that the book is all that well-known. Um, the Punisher Born. So mm. it came back... I mean, this was probably one of the last comics that I read front to back when I was God. So it was 2004 when it came out. Um, and I read it right about then. Cause I was a big Punisher Punisher daredevil. were like in my always listen to, uh, or always listen to. Oh yeah. Always uh, read. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're good. Um, but it goes back to before um, Fred Castle was Punisher uh, and he's in the Vietnam war in 1970s and it kind of it goes through all like the shit that he had to to go through and what forced or what caused him um to become punisher it it definitely it rewrites the punisher history a little bit but it's really well done and it just kind of i don't know why it stuck out to me but it's one of those ones that um i know a lot of people my age were quote unquote getting out of comics at that point and i don't know like I don't know a lot of people who have read it or have have uh, even heard of it, but it's one through the the the, co- the graphic novel is uh, comics one through four of the series. So I've heard of it. It's it's one that always gets a lot of praise whenever somebody's whenever a group of nerds gets together and Punisher <laughs> comes up. That is one that 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 a lot of folks um, come back to. Um, it's dark. It's really dark. 
<laughs> You'll see. I, I I kind of enjoy that. So, uh, <laughs> um, for me, um, there's one that this is a, a fairly sizable series, and it's it's popular with comic fans, but um, not necessarily something that's ever going to be mainstream because it's so uh, wild. Um, it's called Trans Metropolitan, and it's by Warren Ellis, a creator who's done just a, a ton of different. Uh, work and it's basically about this uh, this journalist <clears throat> in a world that's similar to um, like Judge Dredd, so like a weird semi-apocalyptic apocalyptic uh, future, and um, he goes into uh, he's a recluse for a little while and then he comes back into this place they call the city, and it's him just going through and starting to write articles about what's going on in the city and what he's seeing and all this really crazy off the wall stuff. And the reason I love it so much is <clears throat> it's got this weird, like uh, cyberpunk, super dark uh, comedy outlook on it where everything's just a little twisted and screwy. Um, when people want to, um, people can change to make it look like aliens at one point in one of the graphic novels there, there, there's this whole thing like cult that's wanting to do that and he's writing about it and there's a lot of um there's a lot of things that are relative to what we look at today which is uh when you're looking at uh racism or uh fascism or communism or any of those isms that you really want to talk about uh especially when you're at work um this is the one that really talks about it in a way that is not exactly what we look at today but it's relatable if that makes sense He also has a gun that makes people shit their pants. So I do appreciate that. <clears throat> Just drop a deuce? No, not even no, that. It's, no, it's it like, goes hard? Oh, it's 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 very hard. Um, but it is one that, if you have a dark sense of humor, if anybody out there, I'd highly recommend it. Warren Ellis is fantastic. Um, he's done... Uh, let's see here. Let's pull up the old handy-dandy machine here. Uh, he's worked on um, Hellblazer... Iron Man, uh, Moon Knight, uh, a whole bunch of IMG comics, which we'll talk about some of those later, um, has a, a very dark sense of humor, but just spot on. Fantastic. I'm cool. always I'm always down to check out some some dark sense of humor. I, um, I got to tell you, and and sometimes it brings the real. So like, there's moments where he's writing as Spider Jerusalem. And it's a it's this monologue that carries on for multiple pages about what he's seeing, and uh, a lot of it was written in the like late '90s to early 2000s, and and relates to what's happening at that time frame. It's just, it's I can't recommend it enough to folks who you need to have a dark sense of humor, and you need to be okay with things going a little bit off the rails, <clears throat> and if drugs or alcohol offend you, don't even bother. <laughs> just move on. It's fine. I'm not going to, it's not going to hurt my feelings at all. I mean, I'm not offended by any of those things, but I'm sure that there are people who are. <laughs> yeah, there, there should definitely be like a, a, a rated MA on top of this one. Um, I, I, there's, a, there's several others that I could talk about um, I all mean, day long. Go for it. There, there's not really like, it's not something, like I said, it's not something that I have been into. I'm not, this is going to sound really bad. But I, I blame my ADHD for it. <clears throat> I don't, unless I get really into a book or a series, 
I have a problem finishing it. Like I will, I have, oh. uh, so I like, I'll read. And if you don't catch me in the first chapter or two of a book, I'm done. Like it's, I, I'm, I'm bad about that. I have so much that I've started reading and then just stopped. Um, and never went back to um, most of Chuck, like going back to actual literature, like Chuck Palahniuk's books. For the most part, I've been able to read all the way through. There's a couple of them here and there that I wasn't huge on, mostly because of the way that they were written. Like he tends to write from a person's point of view. Um, and like there's one called Redacted, where literally the half of the book is redacted. Um, oh my god! Like you go through, you learn where the redactions happen and why they happen later. But you're reading it, and there's just a black line through pages in the book and i'm like oh this is getting so and i'm like so that that's part of it and so like unless i get a book highly recommended or even a comic series highly recommended i won't pick it up because i don't want to waste money buying it and then not reading it so um yeah so what draws you in more in the comics that you've been drawn to is it the story is it the art is it it's a the story. combination of both I, it's a story. I, I will 100%, I'm a story guy. Um, and I, if it's not something that I'm interested in, or if it's even, here's another one. If there are too many characters involved, I am out. <laughs> it's, I am 100% that, because I don't, I'm like when I'm watching something on TV, I'm a, I can remember faces forever. And comics are, are easier because there's faces involved. But like when I'm reading a book, if there are like 50 characters and I can't, tell a difference between them or I don't know them from somewhere else. I'm done. <laughs> Game of Thrones was the hardest thing for me to sit down and <laughs> like, I tried reading it and I'm like, okay, thank God there's a TV show. <laughs> Cause at least so, I could put faces to the names, even though not everybody had a face. So I'm similar to what you do, except the opposite. Um, it, it does annoy me, but there's something in me that can't not finish it. Like, I legitimately can't finish it. And then if there's a, a sequel to it, if it held my attention at all, I have to buy the sequel, too. So Game of Thrones was the same way. The first one was fine, but the second second and third books got more complicated. I, I literally had to keep a flow chart of, like, a, a family tree of who was where and who the hell was Tyrion Lannister related <laughs> to, because I don't understand. And this guy's over here, but he's a bastard. I get it. But um, I get it. Yeah. Well, and, like, there's a book that I've literally picked up and put down god seven eight times and i i've i know where i'm at i just happen like and the only reason i've even made it as far as i did is because all the characters are relatable which is brent spiner's fan fiction like if you it's a really funny book it's real. it's a really good book but like every time i get interrupted i'm like oh and then i don't pick it up it just sits there for a while and then i go back to it and, and read more and i still remember everything that's happened so far um but it's a really funny like it's a fictional autobiography is the best okay. way that I can put it. Um, I got to I got to tell you that gives me hives that you haven't finished it. Like it, it's <laughs> literally I'm like I kind of want to go over there and read it just to summarize it for you to know that you finished the book. My so my wife will sit and she'll she's a book of the month club member and will literally read a book in 2 days. You know, front to back, 300, 400 pages, whatever. And me, yep, not not going to happen. Like, um, I have books, like, that I will – and the other thing, too, is she'll reread books. I, and I'm not a rereader. I will once and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> 
my wife is very similar to yours. She she is an avid reader and and just plows through books constantly. Um, I, I'm I'm somewhere in the middle, but I just once I, I'm reading a book right now called Babel. It is long. It is uh, fairly boring. Uh, extremely intelligently written, but uh, holy crap, is it wordy? Um, I mean, it was like they were getting paid a buck a word. Uh, it's it's just so much, and there's there, like there's a lot of drama, but I can't stop reading it. The world might end if I don't finish reading this book, guys. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, no, like um, I'm trying to remember. There was a there's a Chuck Palahniuk book. Um, it's probably the last one of his that I read. It's been a while. Um, which is the first one that had a lot of characters in it. But each character wrote a chapter at a creative writing camp. So, like, you only have to get through two chapters or a chapter or two of of the part of the book. Like, so the overarching story is that they're at a writer's camp and each one of it is a different story that that writer is writing while at the camp. Hmm. But there so but there's the overarching story of them at the camp. That's weird. Yeah, it's a really cool book. Um, I don't know if you've read any of his stuff, but. Um, no, game on. Uh, he's the guy who wrote Fight Club. Who, who oh, wrote, who yeah, wrote Fight yeah. Club? Um, okay. My favorite book of his, which do not do not go get the movie. The movie was absolutely horrible. Was Choke. Um, the book is like this really smart psychological thing, and they turned it into a stoner comedy. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. Um, he's got a ton of books. Some of them are better than others. Um, there's one, was it snuff? I think it's snuff. Um, that, uh, is about, um, (laughs) a (laughs) gangbang. And it's, it is literally the story of the different people who are going to this (laughs) gangbang. Ladies and gentlemen, if you had gangbang on your bingo card, (laughs) um, his books are very strange. Um, but they are very enjoyable. So he's one of the guys that I can sit down and you hand me one of his book and I'll probably finish it. Okay. All so. right. Dang. Um, Haunted. Man. Haunted is the name of that book, by the way. Man, you, you have taken us down a rabbit hole. I did. I, I went the wrong direction. I took books instead of I, – I went – I took the literature route instead of the – I guess it's both literature, but instead of the graphic novel, I just took it down a novel route. No, I love it. I love it. That that'll actually lead me to one of my other favorites. Um, it's and not I mean, that it's Fight Club is also available as a graphic novel. It, it's true. Yeah, and, and there's a sequel to it. Two, three, and four, I believe. See, look at that. It's so good they made a sequel. Um, and, and I think the uh, Bill Burr sequel will be coming out at some point soon. Bill Black. That one too. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Burr. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, his, Bill Burr is a comedy, comedian. His comedy special is coming. Yeah, his, his next comedy special. Um, I don't think Drew's going to be directing it, but it might be. Um, but the Bill Black sequel. Uh, when can we expect that? Um, two thousand forty-eight. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. First, folks. I, I think um, next up, next up is uh, wrestling, right? Um, haven't heard anything back about that. I've actually got another idea. Okay. That once we wrap tonight, I will run by you just to see what you think of it. By the way, I will. I'll run just, by both of you. Just, just a plug. Um, they're no. I, we're not doing the wrestling podcast anymore. But uh, August, 
August sixth is uh, Mayhem and Mills in San back in Sanford again. Are uh, are we going to that? I have all intentions of being there. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> it, I will be there. You should totally if you're available, Jason. You should totally come with us. What is it's it? Absolutely, Mayhem insanity. on Mills. It is wrestling. It is uh, local indie wrestling, and they have it in Sanford at Tuffy's. It's like. It's like going to a WWE show is going to see the Rolling Stones. This is like going to see some band at CBGB's. <laughs> but the thing is, like, some of the guys that some of the folks that wrestle and come out, like the guys that like you'll run into random, like fairly big name wrestlers just in the crowd, just hanging out because their friends are wrestling or they were involved at some point. Um, like Joey Janela is almost always at mayhem at mills if you know who that is um and uh but like um i don't know if he's back this time but uh serpentico is al- almost always there um i'm assuming he's gonna be there being he was part of the announcement uh for so, it so considering i haven't watched wrestling since the early 90s doesn't and matter most of the rest the wrestlers i watched i think are dead um i'm happy to go with you guys and just <laughs> see what the hell happens it is it is a show it will be far different from anything you ever remember even if you were like this is um what's the best way to put it like they have there is a female wrestler there that will that is bigger and will beat the shit out of almost any male wrestler that's there Sawyer is Rick awesome. has a chair that wrestlers have used to hit several people I do in my in my living room right Would now bring that fucking thing so Serpentico can sign it I will do that um, uh, I would like to rewind a little bit. Um, we were talking, you were asking earlier about what attracts Rick to a book or a comic. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. We were talking about comics. comics. <laughs> I, I will buy a comic book and read it. If I think the cover is awesome. Fair enough. I, I I'm with you there. Um, there there's the artwork that's in some of these. There's one comic in particular. It's this one called monstrous. Um, the art is so beautiful. It's got this really like um, manga aesthetic, but it's all these like dark, like light browns, dark browns, and it's just a freaking gorgeous comic book. The story makes very little sense. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm on some level, I'm sure I love it, but again, I'm a completionist, so I've bought every volume. I think we're on volume eight. But it is so gorgeous. Like I'll go back and reread that one just to to really stare at the art. Did you um? Did you collect any? I went nuts when Marvel did the hip hop covers a few years ago. I I didn't collect any of them, but I do appreciate them. I mean, I holy crap! Have a fucking short box full of them. Seriously? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> but that's so for me. It's I will buy a book just for art. I will buy a book just for context, because especially if you go back to some of the old storylines, um, Iron Man, Demon in a Bottle is is one of the more famous storylines ever. Um, when back in like the 1970s, they're dealing with Iron Man's alcoholism, uh, which is amazing. R- loosely referenced in Iron Man 2 when he starts going off the rail at his birthday party and tries to blast away Don Cheadle. Um, but that's, that is a real tough one to read because the art is that old school just like Ricky was talking about like confined to your cell very boring um and very wordy like every text like every 
box has a massive amount of text in it. And um, yeah, no, it's, 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 there's gotta be a mixture there. That's the, that's the real key. Um, have you all ever heard of a comic book called DMZ? So I read that one recently and that leads us to our next topic. It was actually a TV show on HBO Max called DMZ. And there's a number of TV shows and movies that are based off of graphic novels and comic books that y'all may not even realize. Um, in my mind, the way I see it is a uh, graphic novel is a, it's a storyboard. And I mean, we have a world famous director here. He's on both Tubi and Amazon. Um, you too can buy the Bill Black, not Bill Burr. I made that mistake once. Movie. Um, and, and so DMZ uh, was on HBO Max. Uh, I... I just recently read this one I and completely enjoyed it. I'd stayed away from it for a while because the art is very different. Um, it's about a, a photojournalist who uh, goes into, well, let's back up. There's a civil war in the United States, uh, and it's a civil war against people who are uh, the official military and people who just want to be free. And <clears throat> I don't know. It hit me kind of hard because y'all may not have heard, but at one point we had an insurrection at the Capitol. Um, <laughs> heard nothing about it. Heard nothing about it. Yeah, it's not been on TV or anything like that. But the book was written years ago. I mean, it was written over a decade ago, and it includes basically a version of that, like these freedom, these um, uh, folks in uh, these militias in like Montana just decide they want to be free and they move on down the, 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 the northern side of the United States and now they have all these areas and the demilitarized zone DMZ is actually in Manhattan um, it's fantastic it scared the absolute hell out of me uh, after I read it because it was so again it was so close to what could have happened at some point but the artwork's strange. It's done in this like weird photojournalist style in certain spots, and it always turned me off of it. Um, but I'm glad I overcame my my fear. <laughs> yeah, I had like <clears throat> I actually have quite a few that I either knew were comics and it skipped my mind, um, or I had no idea were comics to start with. Um, we'll go. Um, so, Oblivion with Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, two thousand seven movie. I had no idea that was a comic book. Um, I also didn't know Road to Perdition was a comic book. See, and look, think about Road to Perdition. Would you ever, in a million years, label that as a comic book movie? No, no, no. But it's the same thing as a Marvel movie, boys and girls, except it's totally different. <laughs> um, there's a, like these are these are two of them that I wasn't like. I think I remember them being comic books like when they first came out mm -hmm. um but i did I, I never associate them with the comics um which is the crow and tales from the crypt exactly um tales from the crypt to me is that hbo series um <laughs> yeah i know that it, like now i know it was a, it was a comic that's been around since the 50s but me being an 80s kid it was the it was the show on hbo that had the creepy you know skeleton skeleton talking to you and showed nipples <laughs> 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 All right, let's let's be real. That last part's the one that hooked you, boys. Yeah, it was <laughs> absolutely. I won't. I mean, I was a I was a teenage boy. You know, it, that's that is, we it all is still are in our hearts. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, I'll I'll tell you. The, it's funny you mentioned that one. That was on my list too because uh, that was one of the comics my dad still had that I was reading as a as a kid before I even saw the show. 
So, I mean, my parents were hippies. They, I, I, they let me read pretty much anything. But I read that comic before I ever saw the show. And so it was, for me, I knew, referenced it as a comic book show, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Right. But my dad, like, that wasn't something that my dad would have read. And so it was something that I had no, like, <clears throat> it was not something that I knew of back then. Um, and my grandmother was actually, like, had comics back in the day. And I wish she wouldn't have got... To help her pack to move to Cleveland or move from Cleveland to Daytona, she gave the kid across the street a copy of Wonder Woman number one. Oh shit! Oh, wow. Yeah. She gave him like seven hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. Awesome. And I'm sure it was in mint condition because it was probably sitting in a drawer somewhere and hadn't been touched in whatever. But mm. um, one of the other ones that I had that's a show that I <clears throat> I really enjoy, um, but I don't watch as much. Like I've only watched through. I don't even think I've watched all of season one, um, but Resident Alien. Yeah, I had no I, idea that was a comic book. Also a comic book, I, I, and it's that's exactly why I wanted to bring up this topic. Is I I started looking at it. Um, uh, what movie was it? Uh, the Losers. I don't know if you all remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the Losers. Good cast. Good movie. Got kind of buried in in the the release dates and whatnot, but. Also a comic book based off of a, a comic book, and um, it just—I I really appreciated it. it. Was it was so different, um, and so what I tend to do is I try to go find those and then read the the comic just to see what's different, what they change. Um, for me, the big one for me was uh, Kingsman. I, I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. like that movie. I really enjoyed them, um, but I'm a sucker for Mark Millar too. So uh, you sign me up for just about anything else he did. The last one, the flashback one that they did, like the King's Man. Was, oh, yeah. was better than I expected it to be. Like, I, I don't know whether I just went in with, like, the first one was awesome. The second one, I was like, eh. And so I think the third one I was expecting to be really bad. Um, but I actually enjoyed it. <laughs> I, so did, full disclosure, so did I. Um, but I did enjoy the second one, too. And I enjoy the second one most of all because I can't sing um, Country Road without a British accent anymore. Uh, <laughs> Because of, uh, what is it, Jeremy Strong's performance at the very end where he's like, Contra road, take me home. And then he blows up on a mine. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Drew, what you got? Um, I mean, I got a couple of obvious ones. Um, <laughs> Avengers. Kick-Ass. <laughs> oh, Kick-Ass is great, though. Yeah. Kick-Ass 1 was great. Kick-Ass 2, not so much. But, uh, yeah, based on a comic book, I actually... Ended up just like yeah, with the other one. I'm going to say too. I did just like you said. I, I watched the movie, liked it so much. I went and bought the comic book to mm-hmm. to read it. And um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I, I so that one I have watched the movie multiple times, but that's one I've never gone back and and read the comic book. I uh, I checked out at least the first four books. Um, and it's like the same vibe. I mean, not not the same stuff happening, but it's like the guy. They could not have picked a better person to play Scott Pilgrim than Michael Sarah. Really, uh, which will never be said about anything he's done in his career. Ever again. <laughs> uh, except for what is it? This is the end, where Michael Sarah plays Michael Sarah doing cocaine. I don't even know that he was fit for that part. <laughs> Uh, he will not be appearing in Bill Black 2, the sequel. <laughs> Tales. <laughs> Even blacker. <laughs> Bill Blacker. 
2.0. Coming in 2048. Um, Another one, and this one, it makes perfect sense and it makes no sense at all uh, to me, is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I, I, growing up in the, in the nineties, my dad did not read that one. So I identify that one almost purely as a, you know, your Saban running out there, foam costumes, having a great time. Great. And then eventually when I got older and read the comics, black and white gritty comics where like Leonardo is just cutting the holy crap out of people. Like that is, it, it was such a juxtaposition from what I was expecting, but I love it. Absolutely love it. Going did you on, read. Oh, sorry. Did you really read the Last Ronin yet? I've yeah. I've started it. Oh my god! If you just started it, you may want to just leave the podcast now and go finish <laughs> it. It that is one of my favorite books in the last couple of years. Um, it, it was so impressively done, and um, I, I mean, it's kind of like when Old Man Logan came out. Mm-hmm. When that dropped, uh, I I was a sucker for Wolverine as well. Going in and rereading that. Just finish the last run. It go go read it tonight. Okay, <laughs> it'll take you an hour. <laughs> so I have one that is well, actually two of them, but one of them fits perfectly into here. That most people have no idea was a comic book series because it wasn't an English comic book series. Oh, the Smurfs. Oh no, kidding. So the Smurfs are from Belgium, Germany. Damn. No, Belgium. Um, and uh, yeah, it was an old old comic like 1958 um that was adapted as a cartoon when we were growing up did they just eat waffles (laughs) (laughs) did they eat them and they were like this is smurfing great i think drew just killed himself with his own joke (laughs) that's not uncommon yeah it it happens more often than not (laughs) um yeah like it's Drew's reaction was actually funnier than the joke. I'm just throwing it out there. I I saw him spit up water after saying his own joke, and I didn't think that was possible. Um, So the the first of the series of comics is actually called The Black Smurfs. Nope, not going to say anything about that. That sounds great. Oh, it is. It is something. Um, The 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 uh, what's the best the uh, the comic book art like the the cover art basically looks like black faced Smurf, but nope. it is a fully black Smurf. It is not a black faced Smurf. It is legitimately nope. instead of being blue, it is black. Nope, Ricky, we're gonna move on. <laughs> um, and that part out. <laughs> uh, Smurfette doesn't appear till part three, which uh, I I don't know if they have the same like. How Smurfette came to be as the comic, I mean, as the uh, the TV series. I thought my selection of Transmetropolitan would be the most controversial selection on the whole podcast, and you threw out Black Smurfs. Hey. So, uh, the other one that I had that fits in that same category is uh, the movie Extraction for uh, that Netflix did uh, mm-hmm. with um, Chris Hemsworth. Thor? Yes, with Thor. Um, that was based off a comic too. It was Thor. Yes, Thor yeah. was. Um, <laughs> But I it, thought they got that from Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> lost me. Um, so um, Extraction was based on. Uh, now I'm gonna butcher this because my Spanish sucks. It's Suidad, I think, or Cuidad, Ciudad. Um, is the name of the the comic that that's based off of. 
I, there's a number of them that um, are comic adjacent to. So I, one of the TV shows I, I really like is Supernatural. Um, not based off a comic book, whole cloth. However, in sort of the similar universe is the show Lucifer. How to pronounce these Right, so if you watch Lucifer, you're like, Spanish. oh, hey, that's that's weird. It's an interesting thought. City. But again, based in off Spanish, of a character actually created by Neil Gaiman, City. and there's a whole set of Lucifer books, which, by the way, if you want something that's way less offensive, um, unless you're reading it in public, which I did one day at a Quiznos, and I got some lady giving me a lecture about why I'm reading a book about the devil, um, read Lucifer. It's fantastic. It, it's similar, but just different enough, and... Um, if you want something kind of fun and quirky, watch the show too. Oh, I love the sh the show. We I've watched every episode of the show. Uh, I have not read the comic series, and I knew it was so, based on a comic book series because it was Neil Gaiman, and I love Neil Gaiman. Uh, yeah, absolutely. One of the ones I wanted to recommend that's it's not one that nobody knows because now he has a TV show about it was Sandman. Sandman, and and quite frankly, anything Neil Gaiman writes, uh, books, TV shows, movies, you you point him in the right direction and you'll learn something um but lucifer was in sandman yes. i don't know if you guys have watched that series but that's actually a more accurate depiction of what lucifer's like in the comics yes i've watched part of it i've we've got stuck no and, i'm and gonna go back ricky i'm gonna smack the shit out of you like you need to finish some of this stuff oh i i absolutely need to we <laughs> we just had something i can't i can't remember why but like it came out when we were doing something else and we just Everything gets in, you know, um, good omens. You know, we've watched most of, you know. Ricky. I have a quick question. Um, for the script for Sandman, uh, does it start with Enter Sandman? Um, it seems like a missed opportunity. It, it does seem like a missed opportunity. Um, it does not. No. Okay. No, no. Um, Actually, I don't even no. think Sandman is the first person you see in the series. It is not. I just mean when they write the script, like when he comes in, does the script say? No, that's that's what Sandman. I. <laughs> that's what I listen to when I read the books. <laughs> just that first lick over and over and over again. Um, have you all ever seen the show Preacher? Yes, uh, I haven't watched it, I've but I it, but I've not seen it. Preacher is another one that's off the rails, and if, if I read Transmetropolitan, it's no surprise that I read that one, too. Um, I read that one and was a long time ago and was stunned that they made they were going to make a TV show about it. Um, and they, they made it really accurate, like as accurate as you possibly can. As accurate for a show where you go to hell to rescue Hitler at one point and bring him back, and then Hitler does his Hitler things, and at one point has to work at Subway. So, yeah, no, it's that, that's another one. Just amazing. Um, Why the Last Man's another one. Uh, basically, I don't know, a quarter of the stuff on Netflix these days is based off of some sort of graphic novel or... or uh, uh, comic or something. Yeah. Comic or something like that. Uh, or... So they they've started doing video games now and mm -hmm. yeah like they they original ideas are out but <laughs> hey it's a great time to be alive um i zombie was one uh, uh did y'all ever see the show Winona Earp i did see it i didn't I watch it but it. i i saw no, it I based off a graphic novel series too like there's there's just so many and it's it's worth it for folks who 
are um, comic book curious uh, to go down to your local store and talk to somebody. Tell them what you like. One thing that so one my son is completely addicted to this show now, and I didn't realize it was a manga beforehand. Uh, that's One Piece. Oh yeah. There's like I like it, I didn't know anything about the show in the first place, um, but the the comic the manga was before that. Like it's been they've been writing that since '99 or '97, and the comic or the anime didn't come out until '99. So. Oh, it's and there's so much content on that one. I, I mean, oh, there's, there's like a thousand episodes of the anime. Well, and the manga's the, huge. I, there's hundreds of books because I, I I started down the path. I bought the first one because the the show's tough for me to watch because it's so um, anime. Yeah, um, I get you. But it was it's yeah that one my hero uh, Acad- academia academia yeah, that one yeah. that one like uh, I'm a huge uh, One Punch Man fan. Being bald and and excited about having a bald superhero, I'm good with that. Yeah, I like anime in general. I like. I'm not a big fan of the style, but you know, the kid loves it, so we watch it. Have you ever watched One Punch Man? I have not. The last anime that I sat and watched was uh, Trigun. Oh my god! Wow, yeah. it's been a minute. Um, okay, so for for both everybody in the call and everybody listening um i highly recommend one punch man if you're sort of familiar with anime and manga um it is a it's it's like a tongue-in-cheek uh version it's it's like a way to make fun of anime and manga with a kind of cool character selection all of them are just tropes of what you would normally find because spoiler alert the guy defeats every monster with one punch but he's a hero for fun. And so all the other heroes around him are like your classic over the top anime manga. Like it, it, one of the, the heroes is called flashy flash. Another one's called atomic samurai. Um, just totally worth watching it, it. It's have a beer, enjoy yourself. You won't go wrong. And after that, watch bill blacker, um, enter Sandman is the, <laughs> is the, is the, is the key. Drew's trying to secure the rights to the song right now. <laughs> Good luck. I would uh, have to pay a lot of money because Napster couldn't even get the rights to Metallica songs. Damn. BitTorrent, man. We're going to figure this out. So while while you guys were chatting, I was I was uh, looking at the Google machine, as we call it, and uh, I saw that Ghost World was based on a comic. I did not know that. Really? Yeah. That's insane. What's Ghost World? I was gonna say I don't think I know. What the, <laughs> I don't think I've ever no, seen. It's, um, it's a movie from like 1995 that had Thora Birch from uh, American Beauty and Scarlett Johansson in it. So, so Drew is much better at guessing when songs were released over when movies were released. 98. 2001. 2001. Oh shit! The comic book is from 1993 to 1997. But the movie is 2001. <laughs> Did you actually watch this movie? Did Back I? In the day, yeah. I've never even heard of it. Holy crap! Yeah, I, this She's is like a, a Thora Birch is like a, a real life Daria in that. That's what, exactly what she looks like. <laughs> we it's we like... grew up with a real life Daria. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh. You are not wrong. 
It's funny that you know exactly who I'm talking about, too. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling she's still the same way, too. A uh, little more rainbow. A little more brightness these days. But, yeah. yeah. All right. That's good. Life didn't get you down. Um, have you ever heard of Lock and Key? That's on um, yes. Netflix as well. Lock and Key is another one that's based off a graphic novel. Um, Umbrella Academy, uh, which totally the same thing. Um, yeah. I, I mean... I'm so happy you know that one, Drew. Because <laughs> if it was anything, that was going to be that one. Um, and then there's some stuff from like long, long ago uh, that, that people don't realize were based off of comics. Like, uh, uh, who here was a big fan of DuckTales growing up? Woo! Graphic yeah, novel. Yeah, that, those, were, those were all... Disney had a series of graphic novels that came out. DuckTales... Um, uh, what was the other one? Um, Darkwing Duck? No. Uh, Darkwing Duck, I don't believe. Um, oh, there's oh. one which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Tailspin? Tailspin? I don't think so. Oh, I was throwing things out there. Uh, no, no. You can keep going. Well, this is a fun game. <laughs> Rescue, Rescue, Rescue Rangers. Rangers that I will uh, say that, that that movie was really well done. <laughs> like, it was far better than it should have been. It wasn't good. I never watched it. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my God. It is so good. All right. So, Drew, his homework is he's going to go finish the last run in. I'm going to go watch Rescue Rangers, and we're going to figure out what you you got going on. Rescue Rangers is a comical. It is our comic. (laughs) (laughs) I will will finish fan fiction by the next time we talk. How about that? Since the next episode is on Star Trek The Next Generation anyway, I will finish fan fiction before the end of that book. (laughs) Drew, just finish a book. (laughs) <laughs> quote of the day um no what i was trying to get at is one of my favorite movies of all time is rocketeer um came out at just the right time and place for me absolutely loved it based off a comic book um just if you haven't seen the movie it's a great movie to watch came out way ahead of its time and if i had if i had two wishes one would be for my favorite comic book character to come to life in a real way and the second one is for a reprodu- a redone uh, rocketeer like give me that somebody go give me a new rocketeer why not like endless amounts of money and then you can make your own rocketeer movie the way you want and then you could be batman if i had one wish <laughs> it'd be for all the boys and girls to hold hands and sing songs across the entire globe and if i had two wishes it'd be for all the money to be deposited in my bank account Every month. Um, sorry, that's a are reference you, to it. Are obs- you rolling the Steve Martin joke? Uh, Drew got it. Yes. Drew got it. Damn. Oh. <laughs> I force my family to watch that every year. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I love you, Drew. Um, <laughs> not in like a raw animalistic way, but a totally respect. Um, and folks, it. that reminds me, um, don't forget to go support Drew's new movie, uh, Bill Blacker, uh, the, the never heard ending story, um, where Bill Blacker r- rides a, uh, Falco, uh, which is a giant space dog, um, that takes you into books. Yes. An 80 year old man rides a dog mm? and then a horse drowns in mud and scars children for life. Yeah, and there's also a very sad scene with rock monsters, uh, which will make you really care for rocks again. Because you did before. God bless. Um, 
So I just found out something that I had no idea. After you mentioned the... Um, the Rocketeer? The Rocketeer. Did you know Annie was a comic book originally? Hell yeah, man. Annie came out the same time as like Dick Tracy and like Sabrina the Teenage Witch and Archie and all the all the crap that kids like these days that's only on TV was probably a comic book at some point. Yeah, that's like I, I, I had no idea. Like, I knew Dick Tracy was a comic book previous. I didn't know Annie was. Like 1924 is when Annie first got published. I'm telling you, dude. Like it, it is fascinating. The, the farther down this rabbit hole you go, the more you find your whole childhood at some point was based off of a graphic novel at some point or a comic book or so comic there's strip. A, there's a Drew Mack, the comic book that's runs through the eighties in my childhood. Yes. Yes. If not, there should be. And all yeah. it is, is just some kid playing with his GI Joes and going to school. That's it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then at one point he produces Bill Black, uh, which is on Tubi and Prime. So just FYI. Wonder how many times I can say this. Um, so <laughs> I, I think we've we've made our point that just about everything you could want is at some point was a graphic novel. Um, and if it's not, really what I'd like is for folks who hear this to to give it a shot. Go into a comic store, talk with the folks that are there. Um, those nerds are going to be way more knowledgeable than any of us on this show are going to be. Um, that's where I get my information, and I feel like I'm a nerd about this, and I get thrown stuff all the time. Um, uh, one last thing before we leave this. I, I would kill myself if I didn't. Well, I wouldn't kill myself because that seems extreme. But I would, I would regret if I... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. We've just lost Ricky. Um <laughs> I would regret if I didn't talk about a, a book called book series called Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, it's a, a, a manga, basically, that came out in the 1980s. And um, it's, it's about this uh, Ronin who travels the country with his uh, toddler son and basically takes assassination contracts. Um, it's kind of cool. He's got this cool, his awesome carriage that carries his... his um, his a uh, couple of bows in it and a few other things, fun surprises. But um, the reason I bring it up is uh, it, it's the influence of several, several very famous shows, not the least of which is the Mandalorian. Um, again, that's another one I recommend very, very highly. It's a very different book. It's, it's a very serious book, especially given the content. Um, but it is amazing. And it's a series of books that's very long. So if you're going to commit, commit just just go for it uh ricky will take 25 years to read it so don't worry about him probably now give me an audiobook that i can read along with and i'm all for it <laughs> i do like a good audiobook an audiobook you can read along with what kind of lunatic are you one that likes to hear voices but you're gonna read it with it yeah i'll read it with it so wait if i come over to your house and i just start reading the book over your shoulder while you're reading it is that going to be cool? I mean, I think we have my next movie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking book whisperer. <laughs> it's like flowers for Algernon, but it's with books. <laughs> now, now the question is, are you going to do different voices for the characters? <laughs> you know what? I'll give it my best shot. Because <laughs> like when I'm reading books, I hear the characters' voices in my head. So... That's that's how reading works, Ricky. <laughs> well, no, some people just read it and read. That's not another person in your head. 
<laughs> Those things we we call them thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna start reading a book over your shoulder just to make you happy. Uh, Will Wheaton does a very good job with his books, by the way. Anything that he of, reads. Yeah, he he does a really good job. Uh, we can we should actually do a whole episode on audiobooks because uh, with all the traveling I used to have to do for work, um, I think I read most of the books on Audible for a while, or or listened to them as, as we like to call it, not read, um, unless you're Ricky. So we could do that. That'd be fun. Um, last thing, last topic I, I wanted to bring up for everybody was uh, basically just. Oh, thanks for sending me a, a fake Amazon link that I can try to click on and get a virus. That's neat. Um, we just favorite... had a squirrel. We just had a live squirrel moment. <laughs> like that was yeah. <laughs> legitimately. Uh, ooh, squirrel. <laughs> he's he's not wrong, folks. He, he's really not. <laughs> that, that's that's a hundred percent on me. Um, it happens uh, to me fa- all the time. So, <laughs> uh, favorite comic, graphic novel, or character? Like, what's 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 the thing you want to you love the most or you go back to what's the well you continually tap in this realm or in the sphere uh, except for ricky he apparently doesn't finish anything what do you start the most ricky there you go which one of these do you start the most i will read like daredevil like i like i was saying like daredevil and punisher are my go-to characters so like if i see something that looks interesting and on the dc side of things batman like it's that same darker not and i know like batman hasn't always been that dark but i i I tend to to gravitate towards those like darker stories um and things that are more plausible like not soup like Batman obviously is a superhero, but he's a superhero that made himself, not somebody who came mm. from a different planet or whatever. So I tend to gravitate towards those when I'm reading because they're more grounded, I guess, is the best way to put it. You feel like you can identify more with Batman than Superman? Yes, 100%. Okay. Um, although I have worked in news, I have never been a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I, I've, and, uh, spe- I've spent my fair amount of time in a newsroom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can respect that, especially with that same sentiment. I, I've always liked Iron Man and um, and Batman for for that same reason, where it's they're they're known for their intelligence. You know, one's more of I've always liked the detective version of Batman. Um, that's why that new Robert Pattinson movie that came out, I yep. appreciated the fact that it was it, it, the Riddler's by far my favorite. Um, Batman villain, but I, I just like that part of it. Do you want to have your mind blown for a second? Yeah, do it. That movie was basically seven with Batman. Wow. Dude, that's actually pretty good. I like that. Except there's no severed head in a box. No, there's not. No, And Batman doesn't sit there and scream what's in the box. <laughs> I feel like that's a missed opportunity, too. Yeah. Okay. But no, but that as, makes a lot of sense. It could be as junk in a box. Go with yes, no. Oh my god. <laughs> but I, no, I appreciate that. It's I, I like that that version, that that idea. Um, except for his junk in a box, that was kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, Drew, you gotta, your... you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it's true. Drew, who's your favorite? What you got going on? So I mean, 
much like everyone else, Batman's my favorite superhero. Wolverine is my number two. I like the anti-heroes. I like the assholes. Um, <laughs> so that obviously draws me to them. I do like Punisher a lot. Um, my favorite graphic novel that I go to the most is The Killing Joke. Oh, yeah. Um, just love that. Like, you're one bad day away from just turning into a complete psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that one too. I, I read it about once a year or so mm-hmm. just because it's so different. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I find that one is very, it, it feels right. It hits the right tone all the way across the board. Um, Mine, I, I can tell you I like everything, but again, uh, I'll end where I started. Uh, I have the most of all the characters, the Batman uh, graphic novels. The one I read almost religiously every year is a is one called Batman Noel. And it's illustrated by, I'm going to murder this name, uh, Lee Berg Bermejo. I think that's it. Um, it's based off of uh, a Charles Dickens um, uh, Christmas Carol. And basically, it's Batman going through, and it's just like one night of him trying to go after the Joker. And it's this, the just the, the artistry in the book is amazing. The story is really well written. It ties in the Charles Dickens tropes with, um, at one, at one point, uh, Superman is the ghost of Christmas past. Drew has died now. He is throwing things. <laughs> The, the Ghosts of Christmas here. Futures has attacked him. and <laughs> No kidding. Um, but the Ghost of Christmas Past is is Superman, and he's out there to like help him for just a hot second. And it's just, it's really well written. It's a really easy read. The art, the, the just, it is, it is drawn by an artist. You, you look at it, you can just use the Google machine, look it up. It is just gorgeous. It's exactly what Batman should be when you're looking at it. So here I have a question, not comic book related, but what do you think the last book I read cover to cover was without an audio book? I have no earthly idea. I, I, at this Green point, eggs I'll... and ham. <laughs> <laughs> no, somebody read that to him over his shoulder, Drew. <laughs> no. I'm not even going to guess. Uh, here, I will guess. I will say the last book you read cover to cover. You it know, was, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. The stand. I will say it was. Six years, seven years ago? Was it The Stand? No. Hmm. It's been made a movie. A bad adaptation of a movie, but it has been made into a movie. Battlefield Earth? No. Uh, No, he's not a Scientologist, dude. Ready Player One was the last book I read cover to cover. That's a good book, too. It is a really good book. And and then I went and saw the movie, and I was like, son of a... They put that one up, too. (laughs) Like they took the best part of the books out. Like they didn't give you any of the secondary characters, like or at least background stories on any of the secondary characters. No, everything was and, superficial. Yeah, it was just about showing you things from the eighties and seventies and nineties. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. But you know, it, it was whatever. Steven Spielberg trying to like that one scene where it's the the race scene. Yes, mm-hmm. he just wanted a DeLorean and a T Rex and all that stuff in there. Yeah. So that was the last book that I read. Um, and then I actually listened to the audiobook afterwards because it was narrated by Will Wheaton. <laughs> oh, my God. So 
All right, two two questions have nothing really to do with each other, but uh, what was the book that got you into comics, and who is your favorite comic artist? I'll start. Uh, Batman Death in the Family got me into comics, and George Perez. Mm. I like that, too. George Perez is so classic. Ricky, what you got? I'm trying to remember... Like, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual series. And now I'm looking up. It was the Daredevil versus Punisher, like the original Daredevil versus Punisher. Um, and I, But I thought that it had a separate piece. So while Ricky looks Sorry. Up, <laughs> um... So for me, it was a little a little different. I fell out of comics for a long time. Um, basically, going into high school, stopped reading them. I'd, I'd read something every once in a while, but wasn't really into it. And then um, I can fully blame my wife at this point. Um, she got me uh, a Avengers Disassembled. And that was the first graphic novel I'd had for years. Maybe 10, 10 12 years. And it was beautiful. It was great. It was there was Avengers disassembled, Iron Man disassembled, and it's basically them tearing themselves apart. Um, and that that was the the straw that or that was the the first uh, drop in the in the avalanche that came. Uh, I started getting into more and more, and then the one that really got me was Civil War. Uh, when I read Civil War, it was so. Um, so unique and so interesting and so um, well written overall that it it sucked me in and at that point I was down a Marvel and a, a DC rabbit hole uh, and then currently my favorite artist uh, it, it kind of waffles back and forth uh, I, I, do, I do love um, like I said uh, Lee I, I wish I could pronounce his name but it's like uh, Barem Mo or, you look it up there's a J sounds like an H I'm sure um, but Greg Capullo, uh, oh, yes, with Scott Snyder, like uh, Greg Capullo came out of not nowhere, but like hit really hard with Scott Snyder at the same time, and mm -hmm. to have to have those guys carry Batman with them was fantastic. That whole run was was great. Can't recommend it highly enough. I uh, I got to meet him at MegaCon one year and have him oh, sign that's awesome. one of my Batmans. That's awesome. Um, and if anybody has never met or has never uh, seen Jim Lee's um, artistry, you're you're doing yourself a disservice. Like you you've got to go look up some of his work. And he is one of the first uh, artists to ever do this and immediately regret it. Uh, drawing treads on Batman shoes. So <laughs> uh, he, then everybody started doing it, and now it's a lot of detail work that they don't have they don't want to do anymore. Um, I mean. He's also he's also the writer and like basically he's everything comic book front to back. But Frank Miller is always the guy that I've mm -hmm. really really enjoyed, um, and uh, she doesn't really do full comics, more comic more cover art than anything. But uh, Amanda Connor has some amazing stuff art wise. Amanda Connor, yes. She right. did Harley Quinn for a while. Yeah. She oh, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know who you're talking about. Um, but she's done Archie. She's done, like, <clears throat> just a boatload of stuff. 
Um, but yeah, she's ridiculously talented. Damn. So, folks, if you haven't learned already, there's a ton of talent out there. Oh my god, there's one I forgot entirely. Oh um, my god. Not the artist, but it, it's the it's one of the books that I'm I'm obsessed with right now. It's it's a manga. It's uh, Berserk. It's is that the <laughs> is that the uh, the Keanu Reeves one? No, so that's Berserker with okay. very few vowels. Um, <laughs> it's so this is Berserk. It's um it's kind of hard to explain. Um, but basically, if you've ever enjoyed like a, a a video game where there's a dude with a gigantic sword running around, this is the manga that inspired that. Um, it is dark, it is weird, um, and it is absolutely poignant too. It's very cool. Uh, love it. It's a great like stress reliever when I'm going through those books. But uh, yeah, no, it's that's part of the reason why I love this so much is that this, the spread of, of books that I read go from the flash, your typical DC to uh transmetropolitan and berserk, which are absolutely crazy um, to almost anything that image produces, because that's a creator owned lab- label. So if you're making a comic, you get to own that. And there's one called uh, I hate fairyland, uh, which is this person who's transported. It, it's a little girl who's transported to a place called fairyland. And then she can never grow up, but she becomes like this sassy older woman in a young woman's body and just starts killing everything. So definitely worth it. Well, uh, are we wrapping this up? Should I, I guess I, I, I'm up for plugging the next show, huh? Yeah, you are. This is yeah. the next one's all you. And if, if this one was a, a rough one for me, the next one. <laughs> This, other than telling stories about me and my grandma watching this Star Trek The Next Generation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you thought Drew didn't talk this episode, <laughs> boy, buckle up. Yeah. But you're going to hear a lot of me. Um, yeah, so next episode we are going to be covering a holistic view of Star Trek The Next Generation. Um, so, like, I could go episode by episode. Like, I'm not what, 100% what you... sure. Like... Like, what do I need to do for homework here? Um, it's hard to watch say. all of the next generation. Are we yeah, just gonna? There's only is seven it... seasons. There are 28 episodes per season, so or an average of 28 episodes per season, I think. <laughs> so it'll only take you next six months or so to get through it, if you watch one a day. <laughs> or alternatively, you can just look it up on the 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 Google machine and figure out which episodes you want to watch. Synopsis of it. Yeah, I mean, a synopsis. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I don't know. Like, I, I'm probably gonna pick out a couple of my favorite episodes and different. Like, basically, go like look at the different seasons and how they progressed and how like season one and two were just okay. Although season send me yeah send me like a three episode greatest Rick hits greatest Rick hits. <laughs> and can they do? Can they be two part episodes? Like, I can I send yeah. you like best of both worlds? If you want to send me some Lee Roth and Hagar, go right ahead. Oh my God. <laughs> um, hey, I'm I'm very familiar with Picard. Can can we just lean on that too? Because uh, we can. Yes, I, I I can lean on Picard. Again, you want to see a grown man cry? Just talk to me about Picard and and the, that last season. Holy crap! Yeah, well, we'll we'll talk about how nobody expected TNG to actually succeed. 
and uh, how um, now there's what five different series going on. Although they just canceled one of them, but and which one did they cancel? Uh, Prodigy. Yeah, um, I didn't watch it. It's probably why. I will say, it, unfortunately, it's not available to watch anymore. Um, they have they're trying they're shopping it to other streaming services, I guess. Um, but um, season two is complete, and they aren't releasing it on Paramount for one reason or another. Uh, it's all dumb. But, yeah, it's actually much better than I thought it was going to be because it was a Nickelodeon show. And I was like, well, I, it's a kid's show, but it actually turned it out turned out to be really good. It's kind of, <laughs> a, it's kind of Voyager 2.0. Like, it's, it's attached to Voyager. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – so I'll, I'll talk about how no one – planned on succeeding and we'll talk about a couple of the movies and why things failed even though they shouldn't have i'm very curious to know which one's your favorite movie i don't want to know today but okay I'm... but i i will oh i i it's an easy one that's there's yeah, one that i will watch easy for me too i actually i like this i like all of the star trek movies except for the second one with chris pine mm. yeah that was just a bad remake of uh, which, which one was the second one with Chris Pine? Was that Con? 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 Yeah. yeah. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't, but it was the worst kept secret ever. <laughs> like, yeah. And it was, yeah. It was just not. It, it, it wasn't Ricardo Multibon. It would have been better if um, Benjamin Cumber, whatever, yeah, Cumberbatch, played that role as Doctor Strange playing Con. <laughs> That'd have been great. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of cover a lot of it's, just, I'm going to try and keep it strictly to TNG or TNG adjacent, uh, episodes. Um, so I can talk Star Trek for hours for days. I've seen I think all of them. Drew and I are going to appreciate that. So, <laughs> um, I will make sure to <laughs> send you a lot of just staring at this blank face. I will send you a best of and a, I, there is one that I will send you that is not a best of. Because there's a character that only exists for one season, and I have to talk about her. Actually, there's two of them that where there's only there's two characters that only exist for one season, but one's a good one and disappears, poor like disappears, and then there's the second one that shouldn't have ever disappeared that becomes or that should have disappeared earlier. We'll talk about it next week or next month. I've lost them all. They're just staring. <laughs> Anything you guys want to plug before we get out of here? Well, you know what I'm going to plug. Yes. Only 32 so, times uh, during this episode. <laughs> so, yes, the official plug at the end. Go to uh, Amazon Prime or Prime Video, as they call it nowadays, and get your copy of Strange Luck, The Tale of Bill Black. Uh, or if you just want to watch it on Tubi, watch it on Tubi. To be or not to be? That is the question. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that is the basis of all my humor. It's so stupid you don't expect someone to actually say it. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you there. Um, I, I have very little. Um, it, just two things. Uh, one, completely serious. Uh, spend some time, find a local comic book store, go talk to one of those beautiful nerds over in that comic book store and maybe pick something up you weren't expecting. Um, unlike our good friend Ricky, uh, you might want to actually finish it 
and um, you might be surprised. Um, uh, on another note, uh, please take some time to uh, go on and uh, watch Bill Black, uh, the story of Therefore Vicariously, because we really want to get that sequel cooking as soon as humanly possible. Um, the only way we're going to be able to afford to have Enter Sandman as the opening credits um, is if you purchase. Oh, no, 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 no. It would be at the end credits would be Fade to Black. Oh. See, that's why he's the director, folks. So <laughs> unless you know somebody from Metallica, you can help us out here. Um, I, I'm really going to, I'm just asking you to go on and watch the show and support the support the cause. And then it would have to open with Back in Black by ACDC because it's a sequel. And kids, if you know anybody at ACDC um, before they die, uh, it would be nice to get ahead of that. Um, so help us out. Can we have Painted Black by the Rolling Stones somewhere in there too? Oh, sure God damn it. So uh, also, <laughs> if you know anybody in the Rolling Stones, uh, if you know Mick Jagger, in whatever nursing home they're currently in, um, if you could let them know, like sneak them some extra tapioca, and um, let's see if we can't get that to happen. So uh, I was just gonna—I was just gonna mention real quick. Me and me and Rick went to what our, our eighth concert of of a uh, ever probably <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, is it only eight? Yeah, whatever. Um, got to see the lovely adult alternative, Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> and how was it? I enjoyed it. Uh, I had a good time. I'm pretty sure Rick enjoyed it. He didn't seem to be looking at his phone for the entire show. So <laughs> that's always a uh, that's always a sign that he's enjoying himself. The opening the opening band was not good. <laughs> But um, Matchbox Twenty was enjoyable. I, I they played some stuff that was post my Matchbox Twenty listening. Like there were a couple off new al- newer albums, you know, post two thousand three. But uh, yeah, it was g- really good. They uh, they brought it, as one would say. Nice. Happy you stayed off your phone for a little while. Yeah, it happens occasionally. Nice. Um. I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, like we mentioned earlier, may- check out Mayhem on Mills uh, if you get a chance. Uh, their next show is August 6th at Tuffy's Bottle Club in Sanford if you're in the Orlando area. Um, outside of that, I don't really have anything else. Your your brother-in-law's game, did it go live? Or it whatever? did go live, and then they pulled it back. Uh, it's called Time Lancers. Uh, you can check it out. It's still... A- their website and everything's still up. Um, they're going to be relaunching it soon. They were, they got a couple of, uh, they had some advice that they needed to follow. So they pulled down their original release, but it will be available soon once they finish making some changes. That was oddly vague, but it was, it was I, really I can't really, vague. like, I can't really, you made it worse. Whatever they actually had to do was, was way worse. <laughs> No, it was, it was literally, it was just running a proper um, GoFundMe, or not GoFundMe, uh, it's not Indiegogo, what the hell was it that they were using? Whatever. The Kickstarter? Kickstarter. Uh, there there were Kickstarter campaign things that they should have done differently, so, um, because they didn't get it funded as quickly, they put a lower amount to get funded, and it didn't get funded as quickly as they were wanting it to, so. 
So just FYI, that was a way better explanation than the first one because the first one I was like, are they embezzling? Like, what's happening? No, no, yeah, there was no business. There was some shady action going on there. No, there was yeah. no, there was no business related things. It was just like the game things. was stolen for someone, and they they, they were kicked out, and the original person found out. Right, or they like quote unquote they have a, a quote unquote Chinese investor that really helped out. And now there's TikTok code buried in it somewhere, and the Chinese government steals all your information. Nope, none of that. See, honesty is the best policy, Rick. Yeah. Hey, I the funny the 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 honest thing is I I don't know all of the uh, information, so I didn't want to give as I didn't want to say That's, something. It's so, better yeah. because now you don't have to testify in court. Yeah. yeah. And, and hey, not knowing all the information, has that stopped us from making three episodes of a podcast so far? <laughs> no, no, it hasn't. Um, but we have done research. I will say I have researched every one of our episodes so far. That same. So true. Obviously the same. That is more than I can say for the wrestling podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. We would do pay-per-view reviews that he never watched. Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not oh, wrong <laughs> you, you're concerned about the ethics violation that your friend has and you you're doing a podcast now, now you're going to be like oh yeah we also charge for the podcast episodes too no okay we can All never right. charge there won't be enough people that'll pay uh we got 50 downloads on the last one right you said something like that it was more than i expected i can where are we at now did we get like another 50 since the last time we we talked uh, I don't know. Let me. Yeah, let's 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 conduct business on air. We might yeah, as well. No, this, this is good podcasting. Yeah. Uh, gonna pull up a spreadsheet here real quick. Yeah, what's our good. third quarter looking like? <laughs> turns into a yearly shareholder call at the end of the every episode. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we have had fifty three listens to our last episode. Hey, we got three more. How about that? So there were 51 in the first week, so we got two more. Thanks, Rick. You're welcome. I needed to be corrected there. I appreciate that. What about the first episode? <laughs> Solid 12? Uh, let's see. The first week there were 19, 24 total. Yeah, we, doubled in a, we doubled in one episode. I mean, that is shareholder value right there. That's how we create shareholder value. Yeah, I, It uh, is. I think we can go like a public with like an IPO. <laughs> uh, according to this, we have had a 12, 1225% increase over the, versus the previous 15, 14 days over the last four, 15 days. So, well, that's a resounding success. It is. Um, that's probably because all of ours were listed in the last 30 days, but you know, I, uh, you ready to get out of here? I'm ready. You sure? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, maybe. No, I'm sure. You're Let's 100% do it. sure? Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs>